You know I'm gonna get you. Yeah. Whatever it takes to. Who says that basketball is over with here on the Basement Talk podcast? We are getting ready to do a full NBA show. Of course, we have the NBA draft Thursday night. We have free agency looming right around the corner. And of course, always the rumors that make that make everybody feel a little bit happy, warm and fuzzy inside. Bird, Jake, Jake. A lot going on with your Brooklyn Nets, which we are going to uh, going to discuss here on today's program. How are we? Uh, you know, never a dull moment with the Nets. No. No, never, never a dull moment. No, never, never a dull moment. We will, uh, we will be getting to uh, a lot uh, going on with the Brooklyn Nets, as obviously they do not have a pick in this year's draft. So you won't be watching the draft. You never know. It's true. You never know. You never know. Shit can happen within 24 hours, and, and we've seen crazier things happen before. But of course, because this is the Basement Talk podcast, we have to do a little bit of deep sleep before we get into anything. Considering there is so much to talk about, but we have to do a deep sleeper. So, Jake, what is your deep sleeper of the week, sir? Deep sleeper of the week, HBO Max, man. I, I really think they're taking over as the premier streaming service. Really do. I find myself watching so much HBO Max lately. I haven't even used another streaming service in, in quite a long time. They just have so many movies, TV shows. The list goes on and on. Really, They're, they're on the come up, for real. They're, like They're... they're they might overtake like a Netflix or Hulu within the next two years. You heard it here first. HBO has really stepped up. Well, I mean, yes, but I would say HBO is HBO Max is there just because anything HBO puts on TV television wise is great. Like there's not been a single thing that I've watched of HBO where I'm like, yeah, no, this is terrible. Everything that HBO puts out is is fantastic. But it's very funny that you were saying that because the movie, the movie archives that HBO Max has are outstanding. I've watched classic films. Like the other night, I was watching Casablanca, one of my favorite films. Love it. They have it. I watched um, Da Vinci Code, then Angels and Demons, both on there. And then just last night, literally just last night, on my on my birthday, when I was dying of food poisoning, we'll get to that. I decided that I was going to put on, just, you know, just to kind of describe, you know, how I was feeling, the kind of mood that I was in. You know, really being, you know, my birthday and all being sick on my birthday. I needed something to really, you know, I need something to put on that, you know, described how I was feeling. So what did I put on last night, courtesy of HBO Max? I put on the 300. Why not? It's fantastic. Gerard Butler. Great, great film. We love King Leonidas. Great guy. But yes, HBO Max is fantastic. It is the one streaming service that I can say without a doubt. Well, next to ESPN Plus, but ESPN Plus is that's it's that's, that's a different ball game, different different ball game, different ballpark. Uh, HBO Max does pay for itself. Yeah, uh, very impressed with their content. Let's get to, uh, shall we? Yeah, yeah. So Deep Sleeper is uh is grilled chicken. Um, yeah. So I had grilled chicken Monday night, and by midnight Tuesday, which was of course my birthday. I was head first in a toilet bowl. And uh, I, the way that I've described it to people the last, you know, the last day or so was I, w- I watched the sun set feeling like garbage and I watched the sun rise feeling like garbage. It was that kind of night. It was a spoiled chicken. Yes. And I, I can confirm 
that it was. I hate to and, see that. And people, people will say, but Bird, did you drink? The answer is no. I wish. I wish. Like, that would be a much nicer story, much funnier story to tell. Like, something that was my own doing. Like, then I'd be able to just be like, you know, okay. You know, I drank too much, got a little sick. My tummy was hurting, you know, all that. Nope. Nope. No. No. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. Nope. Bad chicken. And it killed my birthday. And what did I do for my birthday? I slept. It is what it is. Just another day of the year. It's true. It's true. And a lot of people say that to me. It's like you, you could celebrate your birthday anytime. And it's like, yes, yes, you're right. But still, you talk about the shittiest birthday of all time. We had it. We had it. That'll be you always that'll have be one of those. Oh, always. There's always At least one you got birthday. it over with. There's always one birthday everybody has. The bad one. This was it. That was that one birthday. I was like, yep. Okay. Complete fucking wash. It could have happened any other day. It couldn't happen on like Father's Day or something. Like, Jesus. Yeah. The one the one day where it's like all about me and just didn't didn't work out. So yeah, uh, deep sleeper grilled chicken ruined my birthday, and I won't be ever having grilled chicken again. Um, okay. Very quick deep sleeper, because we have a lot to get to. And Jake, what do you want? I think we start off with the draft first. Yeah, I mean it's the draft, free agency rumors. The draft, like, honestly, this year kind of sucks, to be honest with you. It does kind of suck, but there definitely are a lot of um, storylines that are going into tomorrow night. Um, obviously, you know, with and, and what's led up to this, um, we got to start off with, you know, the top four. This really is like a four-person draft. You know, if we're looking at Jabari Smith, who most people are expecting is going to go number one overall to the Magic uh, Chet Holmgren, who looked like will go number two. Uh, Paolo Banquero, uh, number three to Houston, who, I mean, now it's pretty much a formality after the Rockets traded Christian Wood to the Mavericks. So they have a hole right there uh, in their front court. So makes a lot of sense for Paolo Banquero to be going to the Houston Rockets. And then at number four, where who is going to take Jade Nivey? And the Kings have that pick, but they are locked up right now in their backcourt. They have De'Aaron Fox. They have Davion Mitchell. They're locked up there. So a lot of people are saying it may not make sense for the Kings to go ahead and draft Jaden Ivey. There have been a load of teams that have been linked with this pick. Indiana, I've seen. Washington, Oklahoma City. Atlanta, oh, and the Knicks. <laughs> Knicks. The Knicks aren't making it happen. Come on. But, okay, so obviously. I'll tell you who the Knicks are going to pick but uh, in just a little bit. Y- yes, I, I, I have my thoughts about what the Knicks are going to do if they don't trade for this pick. But me personally, if you can make this pick happen, if you can trade your 2022 first-round pick this year at number 11, if you could trade your next year's first rounder and then a lottery protected pick in 2024, let's just say fine. Like I'm good with that because guess what? If you, if you're the New York Knicks, you've been searching for a point guard now for how long you have one that is within the realm of possibility of you actually getting that has drawn comparisons to a Russell Westbrook. 
you get Jaden Ivey and you were to put put him with R.J. Barrett, you have two really, really uber-athletic, explosive, good young players that you can actually build around. And the Knicks offensively, they'd be, they'd be good on paper. Now, obviously, Tom Thibodeau can get in the way of that, but that is obviously another discussion to be had another day. What, when are the Knicks going to stop with this veteran holdover for a year or two and then hope they can land somebody? The Knicks aren't going anywhere without a point guard. It, it, it's as simple as that. And if you're looking for a guy that can come in and be, and be that guy right away, Jaden Ivey's it. Yeah, it's just with the Kings, I think people are kind of overrating De'Aaron Fox a little too much. I don't think De'Aaron Fox is stopping them from doing anything because he could always be moved. And could the be. Kings the Kings still drafted Davion Mitchell last year when they had Tyrese Halliburton under contract. That is true. So we, we can't ignore that. And if you're the Kings, you kind of need to out, outweigh the cost of, okay, we're going to trade down to 11 in a draft that doesn't really have a lot of special players. Sure. Whereas at four – we kind of you're not going anywhere. So taking the best available player and you should be worrying about the rest later should be the plan. If you're the Kings, that could always be in play. So there's that. And also if you're the Kings, you need to think about De'Aaron Fox. You could get a similar package back and you won't have nearly the amount of cost. Mm -hmm. So that's why I don't really see the Knicks or really anybody trading up to number four. If we're being honest, but you yeah, think I Sacramento agree. Sacramento makes the pick. I think I think Sacramento makes the pick. Yes, I, I I do. If for some reason they don't take Ivy and he's there at number five, I think it makes a little bit more sense. Oh, I think Detroit would take him. I think you think Detroit would take him. I think Detroit would take with, him with Cade Cunningham and uh, yes. Sadiq Bay. You think yes, so? Yes, I think they do. I'm not. I don't think it's as. I don't think so. I, don't, I, think, I, you know. I think they would take him, but would there be a decision to be made? Possibly. But if Detroit would be – because, you know, Jay Nivey, he could play the one guard or the two guard. So he brings that versatility to the table. Yeah. I Again, I, I think Sacramento is taking the best of it. If you're Sacramento, you can't let De'Aaron Fox influence what you do. You worry about the fit later. You take the best available players because you are going absolutely nowhere. Nowhere. Sure. That, sure. That's just kind of how I look at it. But, yeah, I agree with you. If the Knicks are able to, to pull it off and get up to number four and the cost is – I think that's really cheap what, what you outlined. I think the Knicks have to part ways with one of Obi Toppin. Quentin Grimes. Quentin Grimes, Emmanuel Quickly. Sure. One of those guys. Sure. I personally think it might be Obi Toppin because why would they want Quentin Grimes or Emmanuel Quickly? Why not just take Jaden Ivey at number four if, you need a, if you're taking a guard? Obi top, and I think for a lot of people, I mean, for for me, I'd be okay with it because you, you mean a lot of people will will fight you to the yeah the bitter yeah, end yeah. on that one because Obi Toppin's a nice guy because Obi He's Toppin's a nice put guy. up forty points in the last game of the year. Uh, I'm in the results business. I'm I'm very much in the results business, and, and and for for what it's worth, I mean, but this this is what drives me nuts with with Knicks fans. It's but Obi Toppin's really good, but I really want to have Thibodeau. Thibodeau doesn't want to play Toppin. It's very clear. It's, it's very biggest, clear. And the biggest joke of it all is, ready for this one, Cam Reddish. People think that teams are just lining up to get Cam Reddish. It, it, where were they last year when he was traded from Atlanta? Where were they? 
<sighs> it makes no fucking sense to me. It makes it really does make no sense to me. But uh, with the with the Knicks, with the Knicks, because this is a New York based show and we do have a lot of uh, New York listeners, which, by the way, our Rangers review podcast was one of our top five most listened to shows. So thank you very much for that. Um, and so we know this is a New York based podcast and a lot of people from New York are going to be listening to this. So obviously the Knicks are going to be of interest. So Jake, obviously you are a Nets fan. Okay. But you, you do know your shop. So I'll, I'll give you your credit where credit is due. You said that, you know, or have a feeling about who the Knicks are going to take. Who might that guy be? The Knicks are going to take Ty Ty Washington. Oh, good God. No, I would throw up. I mean, he fits. He's 75% of the way in the door. I mean, <laughs> I mean yes. Right? I would throw up. I would throw up. I kind of like Ty Ty Washington, though. That's kind of the thing. Um, if uh, I would personally take Johnny Davis if I'm the Knicks, if he's there at 11. Oh, yes. Yes. I That's would. who I think you should run it up. But if you really look at it, it's Ty Ty Washington – and then the next, like, you, you like the kid from Kansas? Oh, who? Uh, Oche Baji? Yeah. Mm. Eh. Not really. I mean, it, for, me, for me, there was one of two guys if we're not going to be taking a point guard. Because obviously point guard is going to be the position of, of need. So, you know, you're basically looking at the likes of maybe maybe Dyson Daniels will get to you. Um, you know, obviously Jaden Ivey and then Johnny Davis. Um, would be the three-point guards that you're talking about. But then the other two um, players that I had earmarked for the Knicks were the two centers, Mark Williams and Jalen Duran out of Duke and Memphis, respectively. I, I think that's a spot that the Knicks could go and target, especially if there is uncertainty about whether or not Mitchell Robinson is going to be back. There are He's reports... Gone. There are reports out there that are saying that Mitchell Robinson and the Knicks are trying to work out a multi-year agreement. Do you really but want him? No, no, I don't. <laughs> oh. I don't personally. I know a lot of Knicks fans are going to disagree with that and they're going to want Mitchell Robinson. And I tell you what, Mitchell Robinson is going to be a good player somewhere else. I'm sure. But I'm sorry for, for a guy that is, a potential double 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 machine or a foul out by the before the end of the first half. Sorry, like I I, I don't I don't want that guy yeah. on a team that we're trying to build a good foundation of young players for to potentially push to be a playoff team in the next couple of years. A guy like that does not get you very far in the playoffs. And also, there's always something. Remember last year he had that issue with the soles of his shoes were giving him foot problems. Correct. Correct. It's like you know. And I, I listen. I love Mitchell Robinson. I'm not, I'm, a, I'm one of his biggest fans. But at the end of the day, a business decision has got to be made, and you can't be paying Mitchell Robinson on a three or a four year deal when you have those lovely contracts of Evan Fournier and Julius Randle still on the books. So you know what? I would much rather, quite honestly, go for. A younger player, Jalen Duran, I believe, is 18. And then Mark Williams, I believe, is 20. Give me the 18-year-old in Jalen Duran, and and that's it. You know, you're 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 done. He gives you a clear succession plan for Mitchell Robinson. 
and physically on on tape the the, the little bit that I've watched of Jalen Duran, but I also watched a ton of Memphis basketball over the course of, of the the college season. He's he's a Tom Thibodeau good player. He I, I think so. Is Julius Randle back on the Knicks next year? Probably. You think so? Probably. Not, and that's not my desired outcome. It's just like who is taking him? Because that's somebody, it's weird because in, in a way, Dallas could have been a fit for Julius Randle, but they got Christian Wood. Mm-hmm. So maybe a team that was trying to get Christian Wood wants Julius Randle. I think Randle's a little bit more expensive than Christian Wood, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. No, he is. He is. So. You, you might need to – listen, you, you have two first-round picks next year. You might need to attach a second first-round pick, right? Maybe yes. some type of deal like that to like an OKC. Maybe. Uh, if, maybe. If, if, if Sam Presti wants to take on, you know, max dollars. But, again, it's like – and I don't know. Does Julius Randle have a no move? I don't think so. No. Would you no, – now, here's he an does. interesting one. Here's an interesting one. Here's an interesting one. Would you take Russell Westbrook for him for a year? Hmm. It's only a year of Russ. It's only a year. And you wipe your hands from Julius Randle forever. I would. I would. A lot of Nick fans would fight you to the bitter end on that one. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. But I think it's more of I'm just – I'm in the minority of – and. You know this. You could back this up because we've talked about this countless times. I was not the Julius Randles leading us to a championship club. I was begging that the Knicks do not give Julius Randle a max contract. They went and they did it, and now they're biting the bullet for it. So you know what? I'm not a Julius Randle guy. So you know, people are gonna you know want to crucify me for that, but you can confirm that yeah, I no. was very and- much against it. And there's a lot of Nick fans that love Evan Fournier too, and thought that was a. They still think that was a great signing. It's just why. It's the money. It's the money with Evan Fournier. It's like you know, there's only so much value that a guy that is a great shooter, but just a great shooter, can bring to the table. That that's basically it. Yeah, and he, he'd be like if the Knicks were a if the Knicks were in the Nets position. And you're bringing Evan Fournier to the table to be kind of what Joe Harris is for the Nets, then absolutely, I get that. But Joe Harris was also someone the Nets discovered. The Nets are not giving up significant, significant dollars to bring in a free agent to be their three point shooter. They have Joe Harris. Joe Harris was grown in the organization. Evan Fournier, they're bringing in for the outside. They're paying in stupid money. They're paying him stupid money, eighteen million a season, and we're probably not going to get to the playoffs. Evan Fournier, just like we're probably not going back to the playoffs this year with Julius Randle. You don't think so? Even the plan, you don't. Come on, man. You think I don't? I think think they'll be a little bit better this year. I think. Listen, if you're telling me that if it's one of the centers, no. If it's Jaden Ivey, we could have a conversation. Wow, you're really down on the Knicks. A lot of their fans are just like, hey, I'm realistic. It's a bad year. I, listen, I'm realistic. 
I think Tom Thibodeau is worn out as welcome. I want to see, I want to see Leon Rose, World Wide West have another year at the table, but they got to do something. And it's just a shame too, because if you let Randall play out his contract last year, you could be in the conversation for like a Bradley Beal, Zach Levine, one of those all-star type players. Correct. You know, you didn't sign Evan Fournier. You kind of just like kept status quo last year Mm -hmm. rather than kind of buying into the fool's gold of, Hey, we made the playoffs. Julius Randall's our all-star. Correct. Kind of got burnt. I agree. Yeah. And here we are. We're stuck in this vicious, vicious cycle. But if the, if you could tell me the Knicks, if you could build a core, like, okay. If the Knicks can somehow, and I'm not saying they're, they're not getting rid of Evan Fournier. Evan Fournier is here. But Julius Randle, let's just say someone magically takes on the contract of Julius Randle. I would be more excited as a Knicks fan where you could have Jaden Ivey, R.J. Barrett, being the main offensive focal points for this Knicks team. And if it means re-signing Mitchell Robinson to a two-year, let's just say somewhere in the range of 15 to 20 million a year contract, I'm fine with that. I don't have an issue with that. No problem. Because you have youth, you have high offensive upside. Defensively, there could be a little some issues there, but with a Tom Thibodeau team, he can coach that into them. I, I got no problems with that. But again, this is Tom Thibodeau we're talking about. And you think Tom Thibodeau is going to have Jaden Ivey playing, playing, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Unlimited minutes that Jaden Ivey is not going to be in the Tom Thibodeau doghouse at some point? He could. Oh, I would guarantee Absolutely. it. I would and, guarantee and that just, we see veteran point guard starting for the Knicks for a stretch at some point this season if Jaden Ivey's on this team. I guarantee it. Yeah, people people don't realize that. Just real one last thing on the Knicks. The Knicks kind of – and this was my fear with the Nets before they – listen, you could, you can kill the Nets all you want for – they took a swing looking like they're missing. We'll see. But remember when D'Angelo Russell was an all-star? And he was due for a contract, and the Nets were like, listen, like you're not a star. And that's kind of what the Knicks didn't do with Julius Randle. Correct. And they kind of, okay, yeah, Spencer Dinwiddie, Karis LeVert, Jared Allen, you guys are all really nice players, but like... Not all-star, get us n- to a championship quality of player. It, exactly. And that's kind of like what the Knicks didn't do, if that makes sense. Yeah, uh, you're 100% right. So... You know, you, you gotta you gotta take swings, man. You gotta take swings. Maybe they they learn. You know, if they can out offload Julius Randle, it's just let, next year's free agent class is another one. I, I don't even know who the best available player was. I was looking this morning, and it was like nobody. Yeah, I, from what I recall, the twenty twenty three free agent class was not very good. I could pull it up, and I it was give. really really bad. It's light. Yeah, it's light. So we got. So we got. LeBron, we got James Harden, John Wall, Russell Westbrook. Um, well, it says Bradley Beal, but he's going to be signed to a multi-year extension. And so will Harden. Yeah, Bradley Beal, Harden, Irving off of here. Uh, so Wiggins is, Wiggins is get, get signed to a multi-year deal. And the Knicks I mean, aren't getting LeBron, so forget that one. No, I mean, the best, the best you're kind of looking at here uh, is Nikola Jokic, but he's not leaving Denver. 
No, he's not leaving Denver. So then you're you're kind of looking at uh, Nikola Vucevic, uh, Jeremy Grant. Yeah, Miles the list stops Turner. there. <laughs> Those guys aren't even, barely even all stars. No, I don't even think no. they're all stars. No, but then, but then, you're looking at the potential restrictive free agency period of Zion and John Morant. Yeah, that's 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 irrelevant. It's relevant, of course. Yeah. John Morant, John Morant is irrelevant. And but so is Zion. You can get rid of that one. It's always going to be a link. You know, as much but as I the Pelicans to... can match any offer though right. in restricted free agency. Right. And as much as and as much as I want to shoot that one dead, the Knicks are always going to be linked to the whole Zion thing. And on, honest to God, if there is one guy out there right now that I could say, you know what, he'll be a Nick in three or four years that they'll back the Brinks truck up on it's Zion. And it, it mm. honestly, I, I don't want to be that guy because the whole recency bias sort of thing, but Zion is the kind of guy that he just has no long-term upside to me. Yeah. Kind of like he is, but you know, yeah. I just don't see it. I just don't see it. And listen, I, I think he is an unbelievable player, but if we saw from what we saw this past season where he did not show up to work once, once he not show up to work one time, it's going to be better when he's 26, 27. No, no, it goes, it goes the opposite when you put it for every player. It's fair. It's fair. I, I could I could see it too. I really could. And because like I don't know, I don't know what the plan is for for the Knicks. And if you ask me right now what the Knicks should be doing, it's Donovan Mitchell. But all signs are pointing towards that. Yeah, he's going to stay in Utah. And Gobert will be the odd man out with no. the Minnesota Timberwolves looking at him. I, I don't understand how how that works. But no, I don't understand how that how that works uh, either. Whatever. <laughs> Right. I mean, if they if, if the Timberwolves are going to look at him, then do they want to play him at the four and then uh, Carl Anthony That's Towns at the five or like, I, I, I don't know. I don't I don't know really how that how that whole dynamic uh, would uh, would work out. But I mean, the Knicks, the Knicks should be checking in on Donovan Mitchell. I would. I would because the man is the man is New York through and through. But we don't know what kind of pa- like, OK, let's just let's just play this game. If say it requires one more first round pick, so it could be the three first round picks I mentioned for Ivy, or one more first round pick and Quentin Grimes for Donovan Mitchell, which is more appealing. I mean Donovan Mitchell because he's a star. Yeah, I think so. I would try if it comes down to four first round picks. I'm doing it. He's a star, and stars attract other stars. Simple. Yeah, it. it... I don't know. And maybe like, he brings the best out of out of Julius Randle. Who knows? Can the Knicks even fit that contract on the books, though? No, I don't think they can. I think it would have yeah. to require Julius Randle probably being moved. It would have to be some sort of three team deal where Julius Randle is moved. I agree. Yeah, you'd have to probably trade Julius Randle before you can even entertain taking on another max contract, right? Yeah, or or Evan or Evan Fournier. Or Evan Fournier, yes. Yeah, Kemba's a free. Oh no, they bought out Kemba now. Yeah, Kemba's gone. Kemba's gone. Derrick Rose is gone too. Derrick Rose is gone. Derrick Rose is a sneaky pickup for the Nets this offseason. Could be. Could be. Well, 
I mean, let's just go right into talking about the Nets. And shall we? There is a lot to talk about. And I mean, we could just start with the whole uh, Kyrie Irving situation. There are um, conflicting reports that are out there. You know, it's just coming down to dollars and cents about what the contract language is going to be for Kyrie Irving to go back to the Nets. And then there are some Woj bombs that are being released about how the Los Angeles Lakers and general manager LeBron James are kind of sniffing around and maybe looking to make a deal to get Kyrie Irving to come to Los Angeles, which would be the most LeBron move of all time. Yeah. Well, I mean, let, let's just get something out of the way. He's not playing on the mid-level exception. No, the, no, there's, there's not. no, that, that's absolutely ridiculous. Like not a chance. People understand that there's this thing called taxes, especially in California. And a lot of them and a lot of them. He's not playing on the mid-level exception. And if the Lakers wanted him, it would have to be a sign and trade. And guess what? The Nets don't want Russ back. So you want to send us Anthony Davis? Okay. I'd be okay. I would live with that. You know, and when Anthony Anthony Davis's problem is a commitment to basketball, I get it. The whole, I haven't shot a ball since, but whatever he's hurt is Anthony Davis. That doesn't really concern me. At least like when the season's going on, I I don't have to worry about Anthony Davis going AWOL unless he's hurt. Correct. So if they want to send us Anthony Davis, okay, we can have a conversation. So I'm ruling out the Lakers. And as far as like the whole back and forth with Kyrie and the media, this is a, a leverage game through the media because the Nets don't want to just cater to Kyrie's demands because they've been burnt. If that makes sense, the, the, the line has been drawn in the sand and they want Kyrie back. They understand their best chance of winning is with Kyrie on the team with Kyrie, Katie, Ben Simmons. And Kyrie also knows the best fit for him is playing at home in Brooklyn with his buddy, Kevin Durant and to win is with the Brooklyn Nets as opposed to anywhere else. So, both sides, there, there. This will be a case. I think a deal will be done. Long story short, th- these two sides want each other, but I don't think this will be a case of one side gets what they want and the other side is completely screwed. I think both sides will come out of this thinking, okay, we got a little something of what we wanted. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I don't. I don't think it will be a fully guaranteed deal. I think it could. It could be a four year deal that's masked as like a two year, eighty five million dollar deal for Brooklyn. And Kyrie, you know, gets a little bit above the max. He gets the max. Maybe not the full four years of guaranteed. Uh, all the Nets are really asking for is, is for this guy to show up. I, I really don't think – how could they really be at fault? All he has to do is quite literally show up. Mm-hmm. This I, don't isn't, it, I don't think it's a ridiculous request. It, it's so funny because they're not asking him to hit, like, certain accolades or – No, there's no performance, performance incentives in this at all. It's just it, it, show showing up. up. Walk into the fucking door. Yes, that is literally all they're asking. And for this guy, really, like, if you were so confident in yourself and you were really, like, committed, wouldn't you just be like, okay, yeah, I'll show up. Not a problem. Yeah. Like, is that that's, like, a little alarming to me that, like, he has to have this this, this, much, this much hesitancy to very take a deal so. like that. Very, very much so. And I, I, I don't like to give anybody credit for anything that they say on national television. But Stephen A. Smith said this perfectly, and he's right. That when there is a global crisis that goes on, the first thing that goes, well, it shouldn't be the first thing that goes through his head, but I see what he's alluding to. And it, it, yes, it's true. Is, is Kyrie going to show up for work today? And he's right. He's right. You know, is Kyrie going, it's, 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 it literally is the million dollar question every single day. 
what side of the bed does Kyrie wake up on and will he show up to work today? That's mine too, whenever something happens. And for for the Nets, I I get it. A lot of people want to see Kyrie united with LeBron. But tell tell me what realistic fits are out there for Kyrie that don't involve him being signed and traded. There is none. Uh, none. There's literally none. None. There's none. I know people are like, well, the, the Lakers can just get rid of Russ. Who's who's taking him? Nobody's taking what, – what's he owed, $47 million? $47 million, same as John Wall. Mm-hmm. And that's already been done. And if the Lakers want to move him, they probably have to take on salary. Nobody's just going to say, you know what, $47 million – We'll take that off your hands. Russ Nobody's going to do that because it's the Lakers. Nobody. It's the Lakers. It's and it's also like, what does Russ bring to your team? Right now? Nothing. Nothing. So the Lakers are, you know, the, the, the $6 million mid-level exception, that's not happening. So I rule out the Lakers. You, then there people say, oh, the Clippers. Okay. Well, what exactly do they have to give up? Are they giving up Paul George? Nope. See what I'm saying here? Miami? Uh, Bam? No. Like, maybe a realistic trade, like if we're we're being, like for the Clippers, let's just say, if the Clippers were to give up a package of, let's say, let's say a a lottery-protected first, Norman Powell, Avicii Zubac, and like Robert Covington. But he, but here's the thing though: he, Kyrie, would have to opt in to the contract with True. the Nets. True. See what I'm saying here? It's not yes. like Kevin Durant. Remember when he opted out? Then he did the sign and trade, or Chris right. Paul. It's right. not like that. The Nets have the power to say, "We don't like that. You opted in. You want to be traded? Fine. You know what I'm saying? They can kind of play that game with him. They can." That's why they ha- the Nets know the leverage that they have because nobody out. It's not like Kyrie is like, I'm going to go on the open market and somebody will give me that contract. Nobody's giving him that. Mm-mm. No. So no. that's and why anybody, and the anybody Nets know who this. would, they're idiots. Nobody is. And the Nets know this. So Kyrie is like, oh, yeah, Shams, do me a solid. Woj today. I think that was a lot of Kevin Durant because Kevin Durant is like, yo, better take care of my guy here. Like, you know, I don't care what it is, but make sure we get this taken care of, guys, or else this I'm going to tell Woj this. But Woj, at the same time, he has a, he's a close relationship with Sean Marks, the, the Nets general manager. That that That's his guy. So Woj, at the same time, is like, oh, I don't want to screw my guy, Sean Marks. But that's why. And all the reports that you see, there's not one report out there of Kyrie wants to move on from the Nets. Every report is, the expectation is that he'll be back and both sides want each other. It's just about coming to an agreement. It's not like you see what I'm saying. It's a little bit different than other situations where some guys want it out. That that's not the case here. It's just agreeing to a number, which we all know business can be shrewd. Yes, yes. And at the end of the day, that's what that is. What the NBA is. The NBA is a business. And at the end of the day, if the number doesn't make sense, the Nets are going to have a decision to make. And quite honestly, if it's up to me, and if I'm Sean Marks, I'm making sure that I'm getting a dollar figure that makes sense to me that I am comfortable with down to the fucking penny. Because to me, if the Lakers come, come around, 
and they're saying to me, yeah, okay, we'll take, we'll take on Kyrie. Or the Clippers say, yeah, we'll take on Kyrie. I would be entertaining of that. Honestly, I would. It's just because the, weird. the headache is just not worth it. Well, no. Well, then you, you run the risk of making Kevin Durant pissed off. That's why I think it's well. That's I also comes down to it is if Kevin Durant gives the okay to do it, yes. and you're bringing you're bringing in somebody else noteworthy. Like I, I think if if you're if you're the Nets, right? And let's just go back to the Clippers package, and you can get like a Norman Powell out of it as a Nets fan. Would you be happy with that? No, no, no shot. I, the one trade that was semi-realistic that I saw was a three-team trade with the Indiana Pacers, with the Nets getting back Miles Turner and Malcolm Brogdon. That was mm. like the and it was a three-team trade that sent Kyrie to the Clippers of the Lakers. And what when but then what were the what were the Pacers getting that would be good to send Turner and Brogdon? Russ for a year. Russ for a year in picks. Or just and, Ross. and a shit ton of draft picks. Okay. All right. So that one isn't isn't too bad for I'm not I'm not big on North, but listen, if Kevin Durant gave the Nets the okay to trade Kyrie, I think he was gone last year. Oh, more than likely. But but the Nets can't play games like that. And ultimately I, I think they will come to an agreement because if you think about it, are the other teams that are signing and trading for Kyrie giving him the contract that he wants? No. So if if that's the case. Why not just if it's the if it's the same amount of dollars and the guarantees are pretty similar, why not just stay where you are? Exactly. It, <laughs> that's that's where Ky- the Nets know this too. They do. No, they do. But but again, it all comes down to the Nets cannot cannot. I I would be shocked, and I think you, you we're in agreement on this that the Nets can't be giving him a fully guaranteed four or five year max salary deal. No, it won't happen. I'm telling you right now what will what what I think it will be. It will be a four year deal, guaranteed for the first two years, and then it will be a shit ton of. It could either be a player option after the second year, or just a shit ton of incentives. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm telling you, it will not be four years fully guaranteed. It might even just be two years for 85 million. I'm not even kidding. And even that wouldn't be too bad. Yeah, he could opt in this year and then give him. You know what I'm saying? So it could kind of be like a two year deal or like. Sure the option after the first they'll work they'll find a middle ground and this type of stuff takes time and when you're dealing with a guy like this you have to expect this type of circus going on unfortunately right right um i do actually wanted to want to bring uh something up i do want to just like do some basic free agent matchmaker we'll do a whole free agency prediction show um before the start of NBA free agency. I believe that deals could be tentatively reached on June 30th. So I mean, that's something we do next week when we just do a full free agency matchmaker. We can do that next week, but in the, the big, in the, in the meantime, and we'll do this for probably like another five, 10 minutes, then we'll probably uh, wrap up and we'll do just a little uh, quick show. And you'll be hearing this Wednesday night. And then you will be hearing a fantasy show with Adam and I on Friday. So, Definitely uh, stay tuned for that. But let's just do a little free agent matchmaker, shall we? Um, I'm going to say a player, and we're going to give a team that makes sense for said player, putting away all salary cap 
luxury tax. Oh, okay, incentives. that's interesting. Yep. Yes. Change so, and then, and then next ahead. week, and then next week we'll do where we actually think they end up. Deal. Okay. So first one up, Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal, Miami Heat. I was going to say the Miami Heat as well. Zach Levine. Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, Chicago Bulls. Chicago Bulls, I think he ends up, he probably ends up staying there. Uh, DeAndre Ayton. That's an interesting one. Very. I mean, I would say the Nets, but that's, that's not possible. How about the San Antonio Spurs? Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. How about the Detroit Pistons? Another good shout. Oh. Okay, so we did Kyrie. Jalen Brunson. I think it's staying in Dallas. I think the Knicks would be making a little bit of a mistake going after him. I don't want to get too far into it, but we'll talk about this more well, next week. Yeah, we'll definitely talk about the Jalen Brunson. Uh, I think staying in Dallas is, is best for him. Me too. Me too. I think him staying in Dallas makes a lot more sense, but it's probably going to be at the cost of like 20, 25. A uh, million a year just to bring Give it us back. bird rights. You got to do it if you're Dallas. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, Mitchell Robinson. See, that one I was going to say the Pistons. Hmm. Interesting. I'm going to go. <sighs> hmm. That's an interesting one. Mitchell Robinson. I'm going to go with the Clippers. Okay. Go with the Clippers. Uh, Victor Oladipo. Milwaukee very Bucks. Tricky, very tricky one to assess. I'm going to go with Milwaukee. Milwaukee. I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with the... There, there's, there's two teams I want to say. I'm going to go with the Utah Jazz. Okay, that, that's not a bad one. Utah Jazz, if... If it's on a short-term deal, he will not get a multi-year deal from the Jazz. Fair enough. So that, but that's like the problem to assess is what does he get? Does he get a multi-year deal or does he get a one or two-year deal? The other guy I was, the other team I would mention would be the Boston Celtics. True. That that's a good one. That's a good shout. Ah, uh, let's see here. PJ Tucker, Brooklyn Nets, it's... Miami Heat. Miami Heat signed Brooklyn. to a, a multi-year deal. Brooklyn desperately needs a guy like that. It's true. They do. Uh, Nick Batum. Staying with the Clippers. Give me the Celtics. Yeah. No, nice it's a, little, it's another nice little bench one. piece. Nice little bench piece. Um, Let's see here. Mo Bamba. I would say Nets for that one, too. Um. <laughs> I want a guy like that so badly. Um, Bamba, I would probably say Golden State Warriors. That was exactly what I was going to say. Even with James Wiseman, I would say Golden State. Oh, forget Wiseman. I was going to say Golden State. I was literally on the tip of my tongue what I was going to say. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Dennis Schroeder. Another uh, very interesting one. Who the hell really cares about Dennis? <laughs> Literally. Honestly. Um, honestly. No. I have one. I'm, I'm going to go with the Denver Nuggets. 
New York Knicks. Yeah, one year deal. Why not? On a one year on a one year deal, which I probably should type, have done the last time around. That's the type of guy, though. If you draft Jaden Ivy, Schroeder will play like thirty five minutes a game minimum. True, true. Um, I don't necessarily expect a spot for him, but more so, what would you pay him, Yusuf Nurkic? I would love him <laughs> on my team, just about with anybody with size. <laughs> I, I'd love on my team. Um, Yusuf Nurkic. I mean, I guess Portland that, that chat, is he restricted Yusuf Nurkic or unrestricted free agent? And golden state kind of plays small. I'm going to go with the Lakers. That's an interesting one. I'm going to go with, see, I actually like that. Like that spot a lot, uh, going to Brooklyn for, for Nurkic. Because oh my God, we need a guy so badly because he was playing some, of his best basketball before he was shut down with the plantar fasciitis in like February or January, playing some of the best basketball of his career. And he he's a guy that has had his injury issues in the past. I mean, I'm kind of thinking that he's going to get paid on a multi-year deal. And and I don't know if he deserves it uh, because of the injury uh, history, but you're talking, you know, a three-year deal in the range of that 12 million that he was paid uh, just last year. Yeah. Probably a good a good number. Um, Colin Sexton. See, that's one that I could see the Knicks being a good fit for, but I don't think that'll happen. I think the Cavs are probably the best fit they match any offer. Agreed. Agreed. If someone – even if, I don't think that, that the Cavs would have any issue matching it um, unless someone's, you know, really pushing $20 million a year for Sexton. I think anywhere in the range of 15 to $18 million or so for Colin Sexton – is probably the number. And I think the Cavs will have no problem matching that. Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to be it for this edition of the Basement Talk podcast. If you liked it so much, leave a five-star review, subscribe, tell us you like, how much you love the program. Uh, Jake and I will be back next week. We'll be doing free agent matchmaker for the NBA. We'll talk a little bit more uh, Major League Baseball. A lot going on. So definitely, yeah, this is... This might be considered the lull point for sports season. Definitely not here in the Baseball Talk Podcast and the Baseball Talk Podcast family of podcasts. Adam and I will be back on Friday with a Baseball Talk Podcast fantasy show. Next week, Adam and I will be doing a mock draft as draft season is, of course, uh, quickly approaching. And we will be doing our review of the Obi-Wan Star Wars series at the end of that show. So for Jake, I am Bird. Thank you very much for listening, and we will catch you on the next one. Bye-bye.